0: Welcome to the Mixing Babies and Business Podcast. If we haven't met or you're unfamiliar with this podcast, hi, I'm Amy Lynch, and I've been bringing my kids into business settings since becoming a parent in 2016 and becoming an accidental activist along the way. This podcast contains a mixture of solo and interview guest mini-episodes focused on all things parenthood, business, flexible, and remote work with kids. Season four is rolling out and has been sponsored by the Startup Community Empowerment Fund, which is presented by Startup Canada, MasterCard, UPS, and BDC. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a review online. It helps other parents find the podcast. Alexis Grant is a serial entrepreneur and parent of two kids. She's currently building They Got Acquired, a content company with a mission to redefine startup success by sharing stories of acquisitions between $100,000 and $50 million. She has bootstrapped two of her previous companies selling her content agency to the penny hoarder and her brand for writers, The Right Life in 2021. In the second episode, we talk about asynchronous remote work, sharing her business building experiences online, and how caregiving responsibilities can impact your creative workflow. Let's get into it. With your current company, you're using all freelancers with They Got Acquired. So do you try to accommodate different schedules and do like asynchronous team management? Or do you require them to be touching base with you regularly? How do you navigate that?
1: Yeah, it's completely asynchronous, partly because that's my preference. And like, that's the lifestyle I want for myself. And it's not fair to assume everyone else wants that. But I, I one of the things that I optimize for is low stress. And it's not always it's not always possible to, to optimize for low stress, but whenever it is. Um, so for example, I like to work ahead on our content calendar so that we're not, you know, in the last second, try to scramble for what has to be published tomorrow. I'll work with freelancers around deadlines, but I'm not, we, we, I push them out as long as I need it. And I just like make sure, sh- make sure there's a cushion <laughs> for us so that they're not stressed and I'm not stressed. I usually, I, I try to ask people like what motivates you and what makes a good work environment for you? Because I've made the mistake before of assuming that other people would be motivated by the same things that I am motivated by. And of course, that's not always true. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And for different people, different parts of the job are appealing. So I I try to ask those questions and get to know the people I'm working with. And and honestly, a lot of that, it takes time to, even if you ask someone that upfront, sometimes it takes time to really understand what their true motivations are or what truly makes them happy at work. But yes, I, I believe in, in working with people to help to accommodate for, for life for freelancers. That's the reason why a lot of people become freelancers because they want to prioritize their life over their work. And so I think helping them do that, it, it helps, it helps them, which means it helps you because they want to stay on board and they want to work with you.
0: Yeah. And they are a lot of the time they're assuming a lot of risk or have less stability than a, a paid corporate position that's mm-hmm. permanent. So You you have been, you mentioned your content calendar approach and you have been so open with I've been following your journey, writing your newsletter and then saying, Hey, I'm going to build this thing. It's called They Got Acquired. Here's the newsletter if you want to sign up. And then you've been tweeting about how you've been building that content calendar and how you've been hiring people. Have you always had that transparency with building your companies and wanting to share that knowledge? Or do you find that it's something that you're just doing now because are you trying to build it to sell yourself or are you trying to just give back? to
1: other people who might want to do similar things. Yeah. I mean, I'm a writer. I was asking myself, do I, have I always done that? I guess I've always done it to some extent. I I've been much more active on Twitter sharing updates than I ever was with other companies, but even from back in like 2010, when I used to have a newsletter, sometimes I would write about how I was building the agency or selling eBooks. I've always really enjoyed sharing the story behind the business which can be a an intentional tactic for marketing. But for me, it's just like, I just like that. And it comes naturally to me and it's fun. If I could write about that all day long and not actually run the business, I probably would. <laughs> uh, I like telling those stories and I like connecting the dots with people and saying, oh, this here's something I learned and here's how I'm going to apply it tomorrow. That's really fun for me. And another reason I do it on Twitter right now too is because I just find I, I haven't had or I haven't made the time to write blog posts on my own blog lately, or I have a few that I've started, but I, I just, I've had trouble finishing them. I'm, I'm really focused on building the building the business. And I find it challenging to toggle between that and writing. Not, it's not even long form, but longer form. Um, whereas on Twitter, I can just like share a really quick tidbit, or sometimes I'll do a Twitter thread. Like yesterday, I did one about tips for hiring writers. And I'd love that to be a blog post, but it's so much easier for me to write it as a Twitter thread. It mm-hmm. takes a lot less effort and it's very natural for me. So part of it is just about what can I do right now? That's feels easy.
0: (laughs) No, I relate to that. I used to do that with Instagram when I was doing my accidental activism. I'd see wow, this post got a lot of interaction and I was just capturing a moment in time and my thoughts. And then I might change it into a blog post so that it could reach Mm. more people or just, Mm you know, live for longer. But yeah, so I like your approach and I'm, I'm very into the, this is what I did. This is what I learned. This was the mistake I made or this is what I might try differently next time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's great that you share your journey. I don't know if you've been as open with your parenthood journey. I know you, you've you uh, been involved with Startup Parent and I've read your newsletter for a while and you do mention your family occasionally in it and your hiking and you know your other hobbies. What are some things you wish as a parent, a new parent, and a, a new business owner that you wish maybe someone might've told you before, maybe not advice, but just giving you some insights on that you've learned over the last
1: six plus years. I think I was really lucky that I started my business before I was a parent because I still, <laughs> I still think fondly of how much brain space I had back then and how much time. Remember the days. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was also single when I started my first business. So I, you know, and I loved doing it. So I, I didn't mind working on the weekends. Like it was fun for me. So I can't imagine how much harder it would be to start a business after having kids. Um, I think it's still possible, but I do think it's it's harder. One thing I wish I knew, I mean, I think <laughs> this is like so many parents, I was shocked at heart how hard it was to juggle parenting and my career because everyone says, you know, you could have it all. And I just assumed that I would. And I really underestimated how hard that would be for us. <laughs> Yeah. Now looking back, it's like, probably people did tell me this is going to be hard and I didn't listen, or I didn't, I didn't understand the nuance of, of why it would be hard. And I think it's hard to explain to a non-parent how children take up most of your brain space, Um, not necessarily in bad ways, like in many good ways, (laughs) but there's not always as much left as I would like for work. Um, Like this week, for example, I'm really, I feel healthy, which, you know, I don't take that for granted now either. Like we have, we have a lot of just colds that come through our house with, as you always do with kids, but I'm actually healthy this week and I have real clarity on the business. So I'd love to just like put my head down and go. I mean, I wish I, I could be even at a hotel this, this whole week, just like getting stuff done. Cause I really, I know what needs to get done. It's just about sitting down and doing it. But you know, my husband's sick. So, you know, he's been in bed this week. So he's, he, he usually does a lot of the kids stuff and he can't this week and my kids, you know, still want to hang out and, as much as I love hang, hanging out with them, I, I find it hard that when I get a bout of like brain energy or like work energy in a week like this, that I have to tell it to wait. And I can't yeah. just like go with the flow and take advantage of that. Like that feels painful to me sometimes as someone who loves to create, <laughs> yeah, but I, it's all part of the balance. <laughs> I so relate to that. It's like the ideas don't
0: stop. They don't stop coming in. You can't funnel them properly sometimes or compartmentalize them. Someone said to me once, oh, young kids are physically challenging and the older they get, it becomes more emotionally challenging.
1: Mm.
0: And So now I'm getting that finally, <laughs> that yeah. the, the physical stamina. Yeah, I am sorry to hear that your husband's not feeling well. That's been a constant thing over the last couple of years too. And I feel like people are becoming a bit more empathetic about you needing to take the time or push out deadlines because of you're a human and you have caregiving responsibilities. Thanks again to Lexi for speaking with me about the realities of working with freelancers, adapting work routines and parenting duties. The next episode will feature the final part of our conversation where we'll talk about what is working for her business and home right now and the importance of support during your parenthood journey check out her work at alexisgrant.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your network and leave a review. It helps other parents find the podcast. Connect with me online and access your parent-friendly entrepreneurship, flexible and remote work resources at mixingbabiesandbusiness.com. Thanks for listening.